Epic Gumdrop, sweeter than a train war sports game set in your country's capital. Hello, Jeff. Hello, James. People won't get the outtake file of this where I actually introduce myself. You started the episode with Hello James, you are James. You know what the problem is? I actually looked at our show notes for once. I normally, I kind of half glance at these things and I, yeah, that was a problem. I was like reading and thinking equals mess. And when uh, when people listen to you say Hello Jeff in this episode and you're like, wow, his voice is very rich and deep with all that gravitas. That's why I started to laugh. It's like you, you're like trying to make up. <laughs> I right. will sound more authoritative. On that note. Anyway, what yeah. are we talking about this week? Good start. Uh, this week, we dig deep again into the Board Game De- Geek database. That's a scary place to be. It's I've deep, been sp- deep in the crannies. Spending all my time there. I live there. I've got a little cot in the corner and a yep. little uh, whale uh, blubber lantern. And uh, I wear my little toque. It's it's cold. The, that's a knit cap for those uh, not from around cap. here. Oh, yeah. It's a yes. knit cap. I wear my little knit beanie. And uh, my uh, steel-toed boots, in case I drop anything on myself. That's important, because yeah. that is a heavy database. It is crazy. So, yeah, this time we went for... Uh, it, it's not a specific mechanic or theme. Um, this time, it's for locations uh, that games take place in, specifically cities and countries. I was going through all, again, all the weird categories <laughs> they have, and I saw how many games were listed broken out by city, and I thought, oh, that's a huge list. Yep. I should look at that. And then I did that, and then I thought, well, I could say some more. Oh, there's a big list on all the countries oh we should definitely rip that apart so it's board game geography <clears throat> board game geography which uh which uh i'm i'm very interested this is i'm amazed at what you have dug into here it, yeah it was it was fun um so let's start with cities okay. uh there are categories set up for nearly nearly 200 cities and uh well in about 127 countries and so each one has a page with the board games that take place in it and all that um, so here's some of the questions I guess I kind of came up with when, yeah. I, when I approached this thing because I thought okay I'm not going to remember everything I've looked at which was many many yes. many many pages uh, sorry for all the traffic board game geek I <laughs> might have slowed the servers down there for a while uh, which city country is the most represented what are the main reasons that games are set in the cities and countries and which cities countries have a surprisingly low number of games set in them that was another thing I was yes. a vast yeah it's yeah. incredible so as we get through it, you'll see some obvious uh, themes and ideas and stuff come mm-hmm. start emerging. Um, so anyway, all that led me to you know making a quick spreadsheet, tallying up the number of listings for each game uh, set in the city and country. Uh, not science, right. just basically, I literally took what they had. Um, so it's basically what people tagged. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's loads of games that slip through. There's games tagged because the game thematically takes place in the location. Or is it just that uh, the location is a place on the board? I'm not always sure. Yeah. Um, for instance, the cities used in uh, the game Voyages of Marco Polo, uh, they're not listed. Right. So I don't see Beijing under that game. You know, mm-hmm. it has no city listings. Traders of Osaka, which that one's really an obvious one, uh, doesn't have a family listing either for cities. So the data isn't perfect, no. uh, but it never is. Um, so using the best available data yeah. that you can. And I, I also, I didn't pull out expansions or fan expansions from this list because I think they're kind of a good indicator as to how popular a, a, city, a setting actually right. is. Um, so just their raw data. And uh, let's take a look at the cities here. So I, as always, question time, Jeff. Okay. Which city 
has the most games listed? Just intuitively, what city do you think you oh. see all the time in board games? Well, I mean, I think New York has to win because it's New York and mm. Trump and Trump lives there. And I've heard him say that it's the greatest and best city and it's huge. It's huge. I, I think board games have gotten to you because that's a yeah. very good guess. Uh, New York barely beats out London. Okay. Um, Take m- that, London. How many games do you think have New York as a setting? Uh, let's see. You found uh, oh, um, more than 50. 90. Holy cow. So it has games like uh, Tammany, or Tammany, I don't know how you say it, Tammany Hall, Manhattan Traffic IQ, or Traffic, I don't know how you say that either, King of New York, has Spider-Man games, games about mafia, games about gangs. It's got all. It's got all those things. Uh, London had eighty-seven, which was Whoa, really close. And that I, is, I, I did not expect it to be close. Oh, I thought it would win. Yeah, because uh, you've got everything from murdery Whitechapel to Sherlock Holmes to railway games to the Great Fire of sixteen sixty-six to rebuilding the city, or as uh, Samuel Johnson said, "When a man is tired of London, he is tired of life. For there is in London all that life can afford." Except that all this does not apply to London as a setting in board games. Boswell, where are my pants? Is that a direct quote? That's a direct quote. Yeah. A very famous quote. Was that from his uh, treatise on board games? Yes. Uh, which is called Roll and Then Die? Was yeah, that Roll and Die. Yeah. yeah. A.K.A. Boswell's Life of Johnson. <laughs> Roll and Die. Roll that and that die. sounds like a very London-y theme. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, what cities do you think uh, made up the top 10? Oh, if you had to guess, guess this a couple is like more. all trivia episode? It's all trivia. Uh, okay, so Berlin. That's a really good guess. Uh, I'm going to go with another German one, Munich. Okay, good guess. Uh, not, not, not good enough? Nope. nope. Um, you could guess another German city. I think it's German. Really? Um, I don't know. Okay, well, let's well, go. Okay, let's, uh, well, well, Paris has to be one. Yes, Paris is there. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in Italy. Good try. <laughs> All right. I'm really good at this. You should ask me more questions. Let me give you the top 10. We'll okay. start again with uh, New York, I've just said, 90 games. London, 87. Berlin, 56. Yeah. So immediate, we're just dropping already. Yeah. Now we got a bunch of middle, middle ones here. Chicago, 45. Las Vegas, 45. Wow, that high, eh? Yeah, we'll get to that. It's weird. Paris, 42. So Las Vegas beats out Paris, Moscow, 38, Venice, 37, Sparta, Greece, 30, and Hamburg, 23. Hamburg. Oh, that would have been a good guess. Yeah. Um, I'm, but I mean, I'm shocked now that I think about it, that Las Vegas isn't higher because doesn't Las Vegas have everything all of those other cities have? We'll get to it. It's, okay. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Las Vegas is the city of games. So that's you right. Expect all the games. Would you be know, there. I heard it's the fastest growing game city <laughs> in, in the world. I would believe isn't that. Isn't that a stat? It's not a city. It's a game. That's right. So some interesting facts. Uh, only 40 of the cities listed have 10 games or more. So out of 100, what are almost 200 cities, yeah. only 40 of them have 10 or more games um, listed. Nearly all of the cities had three or more. Uh, only three cities had two games listed. Wow. Um, nearly all of the cities have an Opoly game listed. Right. Of course. Yeah. There, oh man, the amount of Opoly covers I had to look at doing this. I should be compensated in some way. It's horrible. Thank you, USA Opoly. Oh. Uh, so kind of, you know, again, unscientifically, but at a glance, it's pretty obvious when you do this. Um, what are the you know other reasons that a game is set in a city? Well, the reasons are probably the ones you'd expect. Uh, war. Yeah. 
transport, often trains, mm-hmm. sports, or because the city holds a special place in world history. And that's that's almost it. Like because most of these games have uh, ten, uh, or most of them are ten games or less. Yeah, that's literally just one one page of listing. So mm-hmm. I could at a glance look at all of them, and then the other ones I dug. Uh, usually, I actually go through the whole listing to see kind of get a feel for what was right. in it. And I'm, I'm not joking. It is like war games and war game expansions and trains and train expansions. Yeah. And if I was able to somehow exclude all of that, we wouldn't even have an episode. Like it's, wow. it's just bananas. Um, hey, this, is this this gonna be our first episode with like out of see a collectible card game in it? A big listy one. Uh, or am I? Well, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. no, mostly. Um, so the city that was the big surprise was Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, it's. Yeah, 45 games. I was surprised. Uh, but, you know, maybe it should have been first. I don't know. Um, one notable title, uh, Pigskin Vegas from 1980. This one just jumped out at me because I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing. Pigskin Vegas, which included betting real time while watching TV. Uh, more notable for its title than gameplay, I think. Okay, so betting real time while watching TV, also known as... Gambling. Yes. <laughs> I think. Like there might be more need, to it. Did you need I to missed. buy a board game for this? It, it looks <laughs> like, pretty like what? Like two friends were sitting there watching a football game. And they thought, oh, I wish we could bet on this. And the other one was like, I know let's do a board game where we can do it for fakes. I was confused and demoralized looking yes. at the cover to this one. Um, there, yeah, it was crazy. So that again, not surprising, but I was, om- I'm almost surprised it wasn't higher. Um, and then there were so many cities that were lower than I expected. Right. Uh, Los Angeles, 13 games. Like lost, like how is there not more games set in LA? I I can't. That just blows me yeah. away. Like thirteen games, that's it. Or or this one, completely. Mm-hmm. I thought this one was going to be like way up there. Tokyo, how many games do you think Tokyo has? Uh, well, less than ten. Yeah, nine. Ah, oh, see, I'm... Uh, maybe there are heaps of Tokyo games, just not in English. Possibly. Uh, could be a natural bias in BGG as it is a predominantly English site. And there is some foreign titles, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that might be one thing that heavily skews this whole thing. But uh, again, right. more on that in the conclusions. Um, I just want to touch real quickly on LA. Yeah. Because uh, is there a game where you're like trying to buy up land and build the aqueduct system? Exactly. Because why isn't there? That's ripe there, for a game. There might be. If there is, uh, I'm sure somebody listening to this. We've got dibs on that. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, because it's like there's there's how political it, scandal. All kinds of there's, there's to happen. manipulation. Yeah, yeah. it's this a, is uh, uh, true detective Chinatown waiting to happen. Yeah, with life giving water. With life giving water. You sold me on the water. I don't care about the rest of that good junk, but it's about the water. So well, I guess my first thought was, what are some of the big glaring holes in this thing as I mm-hmm. scan through it? Um, Mexico City doesn't have a listing. I thought I thought big cities, you know, I mean, yeah, like, there's yeah. tons of huge cities. Take you look globally. I, I don't I'm not looking at the list, but I don't recall like Sao Paulo. I mean, cities that have like, you know, 20 million people mm-hmm. you think might have a game set in them. I guess not much is happening there. Uh, Mexico City has like 800 gazillion people, yeah. so I don't even. Know. That's a that's a science fact that's there a, that you just gave. That's absolutely, a, that's what we're all about here is science. Uh, you know, I guess what my conclusion I had to come up with though is that I don't think Mexico City has the population to say uh, Calgary, right? Which has four games. 
Two of which, incidentally, are about the Calgary Stampede, made by the Stampede. <laughs> Actually made by the Stampede. Yeah, made, co-made by the Stampede. Yes. You like watching us injure animals. Oh, now you can play dreadful. it in board game form. Yeah. Uh, if you do a search for Mexico City, as in quote-unquote, in, in BGG, there are four games that come up with the title, just in general. Uh, then I realized that some of these titles were categorized by country, Mexico, not city, Mexico City. Right. Um, but still, there's only four with those words. Anyway. So it's not perfect, mm-hmm. um, you know, much like uh, all of us who visit the site daily, like it is a form of beautiful life-saving medicine. You know, it's not perfect. I try to visit it no more than once an hour. <laughs> You're responsible for 25% of all site traffic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, another bit, you know, our beautiful city, Vancouver, not listed. Um, there are, however, four Vancouver games, if you search for them, or if you look under country Canada, uh, they're all terrible. Not shocked. Uh, Fran- I bet one of them ends in Opoly. Uh, I, yeah, probably. Uh, they don't even deserve to be listed. They looked horrible. I was like this, I'm ashamed. They should be flagged for being offensive in some way. So we need like a little flag thing for that. Uh, so here's some suggestions okay. I, I thought you know what? okay a little challenge if i'm going to design some uh you know games to set in vancouver again we got dibs on these we're going with these jeff yep. we're in yep. sky train game see that's the first thing i thought of as well people complain about you know like we're going to do the train game except we're going to do it differently because people complain about transit breaking down in cities except mm-hmm. it's about getting the train up and running so you can transport commuters so basically Martin Wallace plus angry commuters. I like it. Yeah. I like it. We'd also uh, have a stage where you hold uh, years of public forums and right. debates about whether or not to build a subway <laughs> under certain parts and yeah. Ex- what it'll do to the, the network, the property value of surrounding areas. Well, that'll and... tie into another game. Okay. Which is a real estate game. Yes. So uh, if you have a conversation with someone from Vancouver for mo- about more than three minutes, it inevitably turns to the uh, objectively bonkers real estate market here and the endless conspiracy theory surrounding it. So maybe you're a real estate agent trying to buy and sell properties in a market that is going through turmoil. Uh, we need to channel our in- inner Friedman freeze. I love it. It can this. be called shadow flippers. Shadow flippers. Yes. That sounds like some kind of evil dolphin. Well, it, it is because that's uh, for those that don't know, if you're not from around here and oh, not yeah. hearing this talk all that's the time. True. That's when a real estate agent makes up a fake buyer mm. for a property they are selling. Yeah. Then lowball offers the uh, people selling. Yeah. Pressures them into bu- to accepting. Yeah. Like that's the best offer you're going to get. <laughs> and then, uh, since it was actually them buying the property, turn around and selling it for much more money. Right. Right away. They get it overbid immediately. Yes. Or when they have a real bi- buyer, but then they insert themselves as a fake buyer in between. It's really really terrible and there's also a lot of uh grow ups in vancouver yes. which uh we could call it grow up shadow flippers i like it it's not you'd be like what is that game about uh, and just to give an idea how bonkers the real estate market is there are properties in greater vancouver that are appreciating at eleven thousand dollars a day i talked to a real estate agent uh in the last fall and it was a three to four day turnover even mm-hmm. in the suburbs and uh stuff going for you know between 15 and 100k over the asking price no yep. conditions of sale yeah like that that is real estate agents have a problem because there is no uh supply i have turned to my kids and i said you have two choices when you grow up you can leave the city or you can just be happy never owning well here's their other option so i got a third game for vancouver all right it's a shipping game i like it vancouver is a port city so instead of typical port game uh, though this one would be a all about the transport of drugs and the involvement of various gangs and the role of longshoremen. So it's like Le Havre, but with way more drugs. It's so Vancouver. 
it's like yeah there's a related gang. note yeah. uh we've had some really epic concerts in the city of vancouver for unrelated reasons i'm sure i, I you know nobody ever talks about the quality of uh substances in this town yes so uh if your kids can't buy a house they can always just go get a job as a longshoreman or something or something <laughs> or maybe one of the runners or, yeah. <laughs> or get in the real estate market and grow stuff. Or start in the drug market and go into the real estate market. That's also never happened in this town. These three things are all tied together. <laughs> Use so, this guy trying to get around. I like it. Yeah, we could. I, I want to do, do a all trilogy three games. Of, I yeah. do. I really and then, do. And then have an expansion that puts all three in. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Oh. This is like The Wire, but for board games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly want to design And the real estate agents are the real bad guys, though. <laughs> So, uh, okay. outside of Vancouver, uh, for every, everyone in Vancouver might have enjoyed that. I, everyone outside of it went, what? Yeah. Uh, a few other cities and games of note, uh, f- for real now, uh, <laughs> not, not in my head. Um, Frankfurt, you know, may only have 10 titles, but one is Stopover Frankfurt, which is, involves UFO spotting. So that's an interesting yes. use of Frankfurt as a setting. Uh, Pompeii only has six titles. You know, I thought there might be more, but maybe we don't want to play uh, natural disasters. Uh, natural disasters is a theme, as because we only like our fatalities man-made. You know, we don't want mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. want to go. With it. We want war. We don't want natural disasters. Uh, a big title for cities like the uh, Eastern United States is Blizzard of '77 Travel Game. That yeah, one that, came up a lot. I was like, what? Like all those, the whole Eastern. Yeah, whole Eastern. Yeah. There's a bunch of cities that have this one. I, 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 I'm curious what that was. Guessing it was some simple roll and move kind of game. Maybe not. Um, it can't, I mean, 77. So yeah. that's when quality games were made, right? I, I think so. <laughs> uh, there's only one Canterbury Tales game set in Canterbury. The Road to Canterbury. So I'm going to call, I'm gonna call exception to this because it's not set really in canterbury they're just on their way yeah, well you canterbury know? is a backdrop it's a setting of I'm some just, kind i'm just saying i mean it's true they yeah. should have been including all the other little um now was it the game rules written in middle english or uh old english old english old, well no no you're right it would be middle english yeah, yeah. i remembered something from there the, you go yes <laughs> i actually i genuinely would like to see a that game it, i think that'd be a fun game yeah but you were like a canterbury guy are you not i i like the Canterbury Tales. I like the Canterbury. I like them. They they is funny. No, they are they are really funny and raunchy. I think that's yes. Think, oh, just old. You can call them body. They are very body, Jeff. Uh, can um like the city? Can. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Not the tin. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, when you read these things uh, out, they seem better. And then you're like, oh, if you want to anglicize that, it, you that can call it, If you want to anglicize it, you can call it cans. Oh yeah, can. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it seems like a great setting for film games, and there are four titles. Uh, to be fair, they are Splatter's game uh, Can Stars Strips and Scripts and Screens. Uh, that's two thousand two. Uh, Le Festival de Cannes, nineteen fifty nine, which uh, has an expansion also for that later title. Wow. Um, also Monopoly Can. Uh, <clears throat> thanks USAopoly I feel so the splatter one intrigues me now I was curious I don't know if mm-hmm. that's what that one's about so me, that might I be I believe covered. it's about stars scripts and screens it's true I think he's trying to sell movies I saw yes. hexes and things that look like roads it really looked like 504 in Cannes I, it was I was like okay that's intriguing looking I'll look at that more later when I'm done this maybe it's about trying to make a movie that you're trying to get in the can I <laughs> that's a double movie pun oh, right God, there let's move forward <laughs> the, uh and the only uh, the notable title for the city of Colditz, uh, there's three titles total, is Escape from Colditz. 
So I'm guessing that wasn't sponsored by their tourist information <laughs> board. That one, I thought that's a good title. Um, uh, yeah. So cities. Uh, yes. I was, I was, that was fun. I had a lot of, yeah, it was a weird thing to look at. Uh, let's go into countries. Um, let's, yeah, let's pull back a little bit here. Shall so we? what country, Jeff, uh, do oh, you think has the most board games listed? Uh, so not the country that makes the most, but in which it's set as a setting. Well, I'm going to go with USA, USA, USA. Did I say that right? Uh, yep. You, you have to say it three times. Okay. That was a good, good guess. All right. No. Okay. Can I have a re-guess? Yeah, re-guess. Germany. Yes. I was going to say that, yes. but I thought you were trying to give me a hint with the not made in, but most. Deutschland owns yes. board games. Uh, it, I mean, 749 titles listed under Germany. Um, they are avid board gamers, so it makes sense that designers would set titles locally, I guess, to appeal to that market. I mean, mm-hmm. for a longer stretch of time here. Um, or Germans own Board Game Geek and have loaded it with their titles in some sort of really deep arcane plot. I don't know which. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough it, one I'm to figure out. That's a I'm puzzler. So, I'm going to put that out there. Yeah. Uh, which country is the runner up then? USA. Yeah. USA. USA. There we go. All yes. right. Uh, but, I mean, Germany crushed it with 749 titles. USA, 534. So this is like the 80s in swimming. It's just a, not even a contest. It's like, really? Why did you, were you late to the pool? <laughs> uh, you know, games are, games designed, um, I, I don't know if it was just like, there's so many games maybe that don't have a setting that are designed by Americans. Would we call those a, a right. games being in America? Yeah. Does it actually have to say this is in Boston? Right. I don't know. Like suburbia probably isn't tagged for anything. No, it isn't. And I'll get to that after, okay. but yeah, it's exactly. I, so there's a lot of these generic kind of games where I think we, we choose to go, okay, I guess it's not said anywhere explicit. Right. So we'll leave it out. Um, I don't know. But anyway, here's the top 10 countries. Number one, Germany, 749. Number two, USA, 534. And then we just, again, just like cities, number three, England, 354. Uh, There's also 67 games listed in the United Kingdom if you wanted to attach those. Expand the empire, which I hear the sun never sets on. (laughs) Number four, uh, France, uh, 319. Number five, Greece, 266. Number six, Japan, 238. Number seven, Egypt, 187. Number eight, Spain, 181. Number nine, Russia, 178. And number 10, Australia with 145. Um, See, I think that shows uh, the the weirdness in the data as well. Because mm-hmm. like you said, Tokyo, willfully underrepresented. Exactly. And yet there's 238 Japanese games. That's which exactly what I means thought. means they might take place in Tokyo, yeah. but be just listed under Japan. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think or maybe Osaka is really popular, but it, again, that's it. Yeah. there's no Japanese city high up on the list. And with 238 games, yeah, yeah, Nagasaki, it's all about now. It's it's all war games. There probably is an incredible. Oh, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Um. So yeah, I it was it was interesting. Australia coming in tenth at uh, 145. That that's was shocking. Yeah, yeah. I I was like, oh right, oh yeah. I haven't even thought of that. Um. I I didn't dig deep. I don't remember what those this general setting of those were but at 145 that would be 10 opoly games yes and uh like 25 age of steam expansions um there that sounds right there's so many um so the board games you know listed under each country much like the city listings dominated by train games and games relating to warfare uh there's a lot of games from international publishers listed 
but I'm not sure how many non-English language or how, you know, non-English language mm -hmm. uh, inclusive this is. So uh, as board games continue to explode in popularity, perhaps this trend will go global and more older titles from various non-English speaking countries will appear. So this data might shift. Like, um, remember seeing uh, uh, Board Game Geek after uh, the big um, Board Game Expo in uh, Japan last year, mm -hmm. um, one of the guys came back with games and it was like a stack as tall as he was. Yep. And how many of those games are in the database? I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, hard to say. So, yeah. Uh, as for which country has the most classic games, uh, I was thinking about that. I was looking at this list and I thought, you know, Spain has Alhambra and El Grande, for instance, like yeah. really cl super classic games. I don't know. I didn't break it down. I'm I'm going to guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, there's so many. They've all got a lot. Yeah. There was nothing that stuck out super uh, big surprise, although uh, in if you just barely scroll down the data past the top 10. Uh, Poland had 137 listings, which is more than China at 134. Uh, again, there's a lot of war games out there. Wait, did something happen in Poland? Nothing. Okay. Uh, and I think actually they're in, aren't they enacting a, there's some weird thing about Poland and law recently. I don't think you can talk about it anymore. I don't know. Uh, That's some more of that information that people oh, come to this podcast yeah, for. The vagueness. Sounds like a conspiracy. <laughs> Mexico only had 52 listed. Uh, and five of those entries are based on game, the base game and expansions for, uh, I'll probably say this wrong, Solkin, the Mayan calendar. And one is a DuckTales game uh, where, uh -huh. quote unquote, Uncle Scrooge, Huey, Dewey, and Louie Duck, Gyro, 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 Gear Loose, and Launchpad McQuack travel to Mexico to search for Quetzal Quack treasure. They must climb a pyramid, fight monsters, and find precious gems. That doesn't sound stereotypical in any way. I, th I thought the uh, people of Mexico would have... Hey, don't knock DuckTales, all right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Like right there. Sorry. Don't knock DuckTales. Uh, I'll, I'm, okay. Well, I'm, I'm stepping down. All right. I would have thought they would have the number e kind of numbers Egypt has. Um even if just as a historical setting, right? Like Mexico is woefully underrepresented, or just underlisted. I don't know. Again, it might be one of those things where where they're just not tagging. No idea. Yep. Um, okay, here's another one for you, Jeff. Okay. How, how many games set in India? So if you got you know like Australia oh, yeah. has 145, what do you think India has? Well, it's because it doesn't appear on your list. I know it's less than 145. Uh, well, I'm going to say less than 145, more than 50. I'm going to put it at, I'm going to say 78. 49. Yeah, that was close. A country with 1.2 billion people needs more than 49 games that take place in it that aren't just about conflict between India and Pakistan. Uh, all I truly know, though, is that I really need to play Power Grid Australia and Indian subcontinent map now. That looks super good. Yes. I, I saw this. I kept thinking, man, I need to buy more power grid maps. <laughs> I really want to play some more of that. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot of people for not a lot of games. No, that was yeah. bonkers. I mean, it's like China, like the the few, whatever, however many I said, 137 but or something. I think part of that might have to do with how little Westerners know of Eastern history. The, right? Because there's some great it. historical things. I mean, you want war games. My goodness, there have been wars fought in these regions. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, there might be a little bit of trepidation that people have in approaching it. Well, again, yeah, we'll right. We'll get more on the the reasoning. But, uh, yeah, I the, a lot of the, all through Asia, like, for instance, um, I saw, like, Ellen, uh, Ellen R. Moon is heavily represented in, in countries throughout Asia due to... Uh, 10 Days in Asia, um, and Ticket to Ride Map Collection, Volume 1, Team Asia, and Legendary Asia. 
like those come up on everything mm-hmm. but then you see uh you know cambodia like hardly has any other games right. or so there's there's so much underrepresentation globally mm-hmm. so yeah it could be that other people are unfamiliar with the setting or they're afraid of just making a horribly stereotypical game yeah. or um i don't know um or that people wouldn't buy it even if it was great <laughs> yeah exactly it, it yeah and i i don't know i don't buy that entirely though like there's some weird settings that get used that you're like okay mm-hmm. it could have been almost anything and they chose that one and it still does okay yeah i don't know i don't know uh but if i go down to the bottom of the list <laughs> uh way 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 down at the bottom of the list slovenia and macedonia belong to the one game club along with barbados granada and saint lucia uh slovenia macedonia their sole entry is the same one photo you 1986 uh, a game in which you travel across the republics of former Yugoslavia and take photographs of beautiful landscapes and historical monuments. Players who take the most photos is the winner. Uh, that seems nice, but it also might be like a really dark uh, and full of you know sharp Eastern European <laughs> political commentary. I cannot be sure. I, I, it I, seemed really weird. I was like, that is a bizarre game. That is. Uh, yeah. I'd like, too, that they spelled photo and you. Yeah, fo- F-O-T-O-Y-U. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know what that. That might maybe that. I'm guessing that is sure. Yeah, uh, for the record, the lonely title for Barbados and Saint Lucia is an Age of Steam expansion that includes <laughs> both of them, and Granada only gets Mission Granada 1985, a tactical level simulation of the U.S. rescue mission on the small island nation of Granada. Trains and war, war and trains. Such is the circle of life. <laughs> really, <laughs> so. Um, my takeaways from researching this episode is that war and transport are the main reasons to use a country or city as a location, and settings are often used for historical purposes, uh, even if they're not a war setting. Right. Uh, so this should be a sort of design challenge. Um, you know, set a game in a city or a country in a unique way that is both respectful to the setting and isn't about war or transport and isn't historical in nature and isn't an Opoly game. Uh, I was going to say like you know King of Tokyo, but that's really just a conflict game in a way. That's I mean that's war. That's yes. war. Yeah, monster v monster. War. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe when the setting is just window dressing for a mechanic or a theme, uh, why not come up with come up with a fictional setting like suburbia or Machikoro? Like, I, I'm pretty sure Machikoro isn't an actual Japanese town. I think that's just a fictional really? place. I think, I'm pretty sure it is. I wanted to visit there. Yeah. It looks so fun. Well, you can you can go there. I reflexively look over at the box on your shelf. Yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah, it will tell me. <laughs> Magikoro, the place. Yeah, so like, or like you said about suburbia. Yeah. Like, you know, you kind of could, could be America, could be Canada, could be Europe. I mean, it could be anywhere, really. Other I don't know, that what, suburban sprawl, that suburban the... sprawl, I sort of um, linked to North America, mm. where you have space. That's true. Little boxes yeah. on the hillside. Yeah. Um, and then Arcade Fire sings about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about like... I, I would like to do, yeah, I like generic settings in a mm-hmm. way um, I, that are done well, like Suburbia Machikoro. Yep. Like you don't get a sense that it's, you're not set adrift into nowhereville. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it's not 504 where it's, you know, just a mysterious no, non-setting. Yes. That's maybe too generic for yeah. people. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe we'll see more of this after the grief slash free advertising that five tribes got over their slave card that they originally had in their game. Like, you know, let's choose a historical thing. Let's go all in on this historical yeah. theme and then we'll just it's offend like, everyone. Oh, people are uncomfortable with things that happened. Yeah. And like, just cause it happened or at and least, it's true or, doesn't mean we should put it in the game. Or boiling things that happened down into a simple game mechanic, which I think is where the real yeah, <laughs> problem is. Exactly. Um, 
you know, surely some of the older games out there are so culturally insensitive that they would not even be made now. Uh, I'm sure if you look back into the 80s, yeah. there's probably some stuff that you're just like, oh my gosh, uh, might not even exist on Board Game Geek anymore. So while fascinating, researching for this really made me think a lot about how we use location and setting. Um, I ended up feeling like there's so much more that can be done. Uh, all of my future game designs are going to take place in an imaginary part of deep, 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 deep space. But that's that space would be another episode. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd like to look at space games next. You, oh, you thought weird... you thought the database was big on cities? Oh my god! <laughs> you go to space. I, I looked at civilization and space as I the I was like, uh, yeah, I need I need I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my wife I need a couple of months off. I'll see you later, Jeff. We're not gonna do the podcast for a while. What we, happened to James? Board game geek. We'll be back ah. in 2019. Our episode on space. Yeah, I had fun doing research for this one. Like I thought. I, it was a lot less work than I thought. I expected seriously that after a couple hours of clicking, I was just going to go, Ugh. like I, as I do sometimes with topics, I'll go like two hours in and be like, oh my gosh, there is not the topic I thought there was here. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't so bad and it was really interesting. I, I think there is, I, I don't, haven't digested all of it, but I think there is some takeaways for game design and what you mm-hmm. can do. I'd say one takeaway is there's lots of room left in Canada for games. Oh my gosh. You yeah. Hey Ottawa. Yeah. <laughs> Make a game. Hey and, and is Ottawa like the only world capital not represented? Oh, that's a good that would be another yeah. I don't know. No. I'm looking through No, your... definitely not. But it, it, yeah, there is so many that aren't. Hmm. Um and uh yeah, we got to get on these uh, Vancouver game designs yeah. uh... which involve trains and conflict. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, be sure to rate it or sing about it on the train, uh, help others find out about it. And if you receive this podcast telepathically from the pink beam of light, not once to give it five stars until next time. I've been James and I'm still Jeff.